want to be a homeowner, but you don't know where to start, guess what? I'm going to help guide you through. My name is Cameron Diavis, and I am a seasoned mortgage professional, and I am the podcaster general of the Home Buyer Hustle. And I'm here to help guide you through credit, income, assets, the mortgage application, and all those pitfalls that you need to avoid, things you may not have known about, and there's a special bonus just for you. That's right, just for you. We're also going to talk about down payment assistance. We're also going to talk to real estate professionals, people in the real estate game, inspectors, and that are going to be able to help let you know what they look for when they're inspecting homes and so forth. So without any other delay, let's take the dive. Let's have some fun. All right. Hope you're back in your seats. You got something cold to drink. Sitting there with your M&Ms or your gummy bears or whatever. So you can kind of have something to snack on through class. which That's uh, acceptable here. So, you know what? We've brought on a lot of topics um, on the Home Buyer Hustle. Things that to look for. You know, the market we're in is kind of challenging at one. You know, interest rates, we can sit there and complain about them all the time. And what have I said since the beginning of this? I said, you date the rate and you refinance when the rates drop a little bit or drop when the uh, over the rates drop as a whole. That should be when, you know, probably the first part of 2024, the mid part of 2024, we should see a little bit of rate relief. The rates should drop a little bit. They're not going to drop to the 4% range. But, you know, you're looking at probably 6% or 5.5% even. So let's just kind of plan on that and, and keep our fingers crossed and see how that turns out. Another thing, I mean, I had a, a client the other day, you know, because I'm always going to keep this real with you guys. So I had a client that is in the process of buying a second home. He wants it as a second home. He is living in a really nice fifth wheel trailer on his mom's property, and she's not charging him any rent to live there, and all he has is a trailer payment. But he wants to have a second home, not a primary residence that he's going to live in, but he wants a second home where he can spend, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, every six months or every year at the second home. So he goes and puts an offer in. He's doing everything I told him. He, he, they did the home inspection. And then while they're waiting for the response for the, the, the home inspection on the 35R, um, he said, go ahead, order the appraisal. Let's get the condo because the property that he chose was the condo. The HOA dues were $521. Why is this important? Well, it's important because you have to factor that amount into your monthly payment, right? The dues have to be paid every single month. Sometimes it covers amenities. Sometimes it's covering water and sewer. In this case, it was covering water and sewer. And then there was a pool in a community, a little community center. But regardless, so... It was a short close. We're going to close in 15 days. We get everything going. So we've got to be, we've got to be at the top of our game. 
And we were. We ordered the appraisal, got the appraisal back two days later. Appraisal came back great. But then the buyer didn't get the response that they were looking for on the 35R, and they went ahead and they canceled the transaction. So it's a learning experience for the borrower um, because there were some costs that were incurred because it was a short close. The appraisal cost, because the appraiser went out there and appraised the property, the condo questionnaire and the condo docs had to be ordered. All those had a fee on it. So that buyer was out around $1,200, a little bit more than $1,200. But the thing is, is that's where you have to be careful on the short closes. Also, with that in mind, I just kind of want to break off of that for a minute because, you know, this is his first home that he's buying. And, you know, we were really ready to close it. We would have been able to close in this 15 days. Not a problem at all. We would have breezed right through. It had a lot of cooperation from the listing agent. And her name's Olivia Kyles. The seller, the buyer's agent was Jerry Gifford. A lot of communication there. And they were, it was a common goal to let's get this thing closed. And, you know, in the the loan origination system and the processors at Cardinal Financial really did an amazing job of keeping this under pressure, no pressure at all. And it was just really like ordering something from Amazon Prime. Where you go on, yo, I want this. I'm going to check the reviews. I'm going to click order, buy. Um, next day, I get my shipping in two days, and here it is, right? Convenient. It was an um, it was amazing experience. Other than the borrower, at the very last part, you know, withdrew their offer. So, but you know what? We're already having geared up. We already copied that application. We already have the application back in the system. And since we already have all of his qualifying documents, remember we talked about this before in the podcast, you have to have your income documentation. You have to have your credit report. Remember, know what's on your credit report. They have great credit. Asset statements, making sure that they don't have cash under the mattress that they're trying to use. For the down payment, because remember, all the all the money in those bank accounts have to be sourced to more than 50% of your income. So, with that said, total green light on all of those items. Asset statements look good. All the IDs are in there, not expired. Perfect. So, what we're going to do on this one is we're going to go ahead and send this up for what we call a fully underwritten pre-approval. So, the advantage of this... Number one, there is no cost to do this. There's no application fee, whatever. So there's not going to be any cost to do this. But it's actually a physical person, a physical underwriter is going to review this file and make sure that there's no remaining questions. In this particular case, the borrower had multiple jobs and then went from a self-employment position and then to a salary position. His wife worked in Australia. She worked in Canada. 
got her work authorization to work in the United States along with her permanent resident card. And she's got a job offer where she's been working in a, 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 a the restaurant field as a general manager. She's been working there for about eight months. So um, it's making sure that the underwriter is following the story. And remember, I've talked about this before. If something happens, whether it's a late pay on your credit, make sure you have a story behind it. And it makes sense. Because in this case, when the borrower went from a self-employed borrower and he's in the insurance industry to a salary position in the insurance industry, we needed to understand his mindset behind it. The underwriter needs to understand the mindset because she doesn't want him just bouncing around because if he's bouncing around in employment, it presents a level of risk that a lot of lenders just don't want to take. So you got to think about it. When you're moving from one job to the other, you got to say, am I bettering myself or is my boss just pissing me off and I don't want to deal with it because I have some internal issues that I haven't been able to address but nevertheless, you know, he wrote out a, 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 an amazing letter of explanation about why he went from, a, from an agency owner, an insurance company, to in a sales position. And it was, to, it was to be able to spend more time with his family and be able to have more of a consistent income. Totally makes sense, right? And that was like in there. So... Jumping back, you know what? So we're going to get this one submitted in for underwriting so we can get a conditional, fully underwritten pre-approval. So then once we have that, which we will, once we have that fully underwritten pre-approval, we'll know what any conditions the underwriter has. And then once he identifies a property... That property has to have, you know, the purchase price has to support the appraised value. And then makes the title comes back clean. And then we just go through the 10-day the verification of employment and all of those other things that we need to do to wrap it up. We'll also, if he picks a condo again, we're going to have to order the condo questionnaire, the condo docs. And we have to submit in for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac condo or project approval. This is a, a conventional loan, so you wouldn't have, you know, VA or FHA condo approval. Those are only for those specific loan types, VA for VA and FHA for FHA. So didn't want to confuse anybody there. I know you guys are paying attention, not spilling too many M&Ms or gummy bears there, but you know what? I really appreciate you sitting there and absorbing all of this, okay? Now, let's talk a little bit about HOAs. You know, I saw the statistics that 77% of all homes out there right now have an HOA. Well, what is an HOA? An HOA is a homeowners association. It's like a little governing agency made up of the, and typically it's the, Unit owners are on the board of the HOA. 
and they have their bylaws and they are responsible for maintaining the budget and the minutes and all of those other things. Make sure they do the reserve study that they have them enough money in reserves to do any ongoing repairs or upcoming repairs. Okay. Some HOAs cover the betterments and improvements. What are betterments and improvements? Betterments and improvements are those things like the walls in items. So not only does the HOA cover the exterior of the building on the insurance with if they offer the betterments and improvements, but they also cover the inside elements, the flooring, the drywall, the switches, the electrical, whatever. However, it does not cover, and I want you to pay attention to this, it does not cover your personal belongings, your personal effects, right? So you would take out a supplemental policy to cover your personal belongings, your computers, your laptops, musical equipment, you know, whatever, furs, guns, coins, collections, whatever, right? Or you can choose not to have it, and then if the place catches on fire and it's destroyed, you're just out. As you know me, I'm an, uh, I'm a proponent for insurance. Insurance is something that's important to have. And, you know, sure, there's times then you're going, I'm just paying it and I'm not using it. But you know what? You're going to be thankful for when those times when you do need it and you have it versus need it and don't have it. So HOAs are also, there's a fee. Majority of times, I've been seeing them right now, anywhere from about one fifty a month to you know a thousand dollars a month. So you need to factor that into your payment. So if you're going, well, you know what, I only want my payment to be twenty five hundred dollars. Now, are we talking twenty five hundred dollars, including your HOA dues, your homeowners insurance, and your property taxes? Because if that's the case, you're not gonna and if you know you have an HOA dues, your your buying power is gonna be substantially diminished. You know, so those are the things that you need to consider. You know, you wanna make sure, you know, I, I mean the HOA is in good standing, but the lender's really gonna do that homework for you. So now, say if you, and you can say, well, HOAs are only for condos. Eh, false. That's not true. So HOAs, you will find HOAs in community developments. You know the little housing projects where they have a little strip of grass on the sidewalk? The roads are really super narrow. Like, you can only get one car down them. It's worse than trying to drive down a side street in Seattle, those ones, what happens is a lot of times those are developed as condos, but they're a detached condo. Condos aren't always attached. So if it's a detached single family residence in a development, isn't a condo, but it has an HOA because what they're doing is they can get more houses per lot versus if they were to go regular single-family residence. That it had to have enough room that you get a, you know, two cars down the road or whatever. 
And these developments, all they have to be able to get down the road is a fire truck. You know, obviously, if it was a fire, you'd want the fire truck to be able to get to your house, right? So that's why. The other thing is that once you have that, there's a lot of people that are adamant. Different lending guidelines apply, you know. So if you have a single-family detached condo, say if you have a single-family detached condo, then the nice thing about it is that it's treated as a single-family residence, not as a condo. We call them site condos, but it means that it's there's no connecting wall. Now, if there was a connecting wall, then it's a condo, a true meaning of the word condo, and then you're going to have to have a condo appraisal because the property... Remember, there just isn't one type of appraisal. There's manufactured home appraisals, condo appraisals, and you know, and single-family resident appraisals, and so on. So, you want to make sure that we're order, or that we need to make sure that we're ordering the proper appraisal. So, if it's a detached, it's just they run it through as a site condo, and then the pricing on the interest rate is better if it's a detached condo versus an adjoining condo with multiple floors it's just because they're treating it if it's a detached or treating it as if it's just a single family residence site condo so i'm not trying to confuse you we're gonna leave it at that let let this absorb a little bit what i want you to do for extra credit is I want you to re-watch this podcast, right? And I want you to let this sink in because it's very, very important. I'm going to give you real-life scenarios throughout this series so you're getting something that's real and it's tangible and it's valuable. Until we meet again, I'm expecting to see you bright and early in the next class. I'm going to have Cindy Rice, our featured agent, on the next podcast and we're going to go through and we're going to take off where we left off on this one. Plus we're going to bring in Cindy's insights and see uh, how we can help make you more strategic until then. Remember what I always say. If you do what you've done, always done, you're going to get what you've always got. Don't wait to buy real estate. Have a good one. Take care. That was a lot of information to take in. You know what? I'm proud of you. You hung on it and you followed it through. So here's the best part. It's only going to get better. I guarantee it. You know what? So what I want you to do is I want you to bookmark this. I want you to watch it, subscribe, and re-watch it. Then do me a favor. Have your friends watch it and your friends subscribe to it. Until the next episode, I expect to see you in your seat ready and willing. Because remember, you're always going to get what you've always got if you keep doing what you always do. So let's do this. Come on, hustlers.